This is the Fandom Fanatic Podcast. I'm Parker Gerlecki, a.k.a. the Fandom Fanatic, and with me as always is my broadcast partner, Dad, a.k.a. Ryan Gerlecki. I've got a passion for all things sports. So, on the Fandom Fanatic Podcast, we'll talk to anyone and everyone from all over the world of sports who will sit still long enough to answer my questions. That's right. Now, as a result of complications from severe brain damage at birth, unfortunately, Parker will never be able to physically play sports. But that cannot and has never stopped him from loving everything about sports and dreaming of a career in broadcasting. So each of our guests graciously gives of their time on this podcast to invest in Parker's dream and to help him be part of the sports world he loves so dearly. Now, let's... Label. Welcome back, Fanatic Addicts. I would like to introduce you to Mr. Dan Matthews. Let's start off by telling us where you're from and where you went to college, Mr. Matthews. Yeah, so I am currently working at 6A The Fan. I used to work at another station in town, but before that, a station out of the market. And what station now- is it? Uh, out of the market, it was uh, 6A, the, or uh, excuse me, uh, Sports Radio 610 in Houston is where I used to work at. Ah. And uh, and I went to a small uh, D3 college in Texas uh, called uh, Texas Lutheran University. Funny enough, where Vern Lundquist went. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The great Vern Lundquist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. SEC football. That's it. You know, it's the original. What do you do now, Mr. Matthews? So I am a producer for both uh, the uh, Chuck Oliver show, which is a regionally syndicated college football show, and then also yes. to uh, associate producer on uh, Chuck and Chernoff with uh, Matt Chernoff and Chuck Oliver on the local side in Atlanta. Uh, the uh, the Chuck Oliver show is a regionally syndicated college football show, which uh, is on 680 uh, at night, but live uh, it is on across the Southern Sports Today network, which is heard in Mobile, Alabama, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, all throughout the state of Georgia, and uh, also, too, on the uh, Southern Sports Today app as well. So uh, make sure you download that. Just like the 6A, the fan app, it is free of charge. So you get college football all the time if you want it. So who's Westy? Because I know that the day that we were visiting the station a few days ago, like the questions for who for when Chuck's dinner were all about Westy. Who's this Westy dude? So Westy is Steve West. Uh, Westy does a lot of our weekend shows. Uh, he also, too, uh, will fill in from time to time. I know that Buck Lux, uh, Buck uh, really likes to uh, have him on with them, especially when it was Buck and Kincaid. Uh, but uh, also, too, as uh, we're talking right now, uh, he's on with uh, Nick Cellini. And I believe he's going to be on with Cellini for the rest of the week because uh, Domino uh, taking a much-needed vacation time. So, uh, you know, we, uh, we're, we're going to miss Chris for the time, but uh, Westy is incredibly interesting. He is very unique and uh, he is definitely uh, a little bit different than uh, most of the uh, radio hosts that we work with here. Has anyone won Chuck's dinner recently? So we've had a little bit of a losing streak for the listeners. Uh, so, you know, Parker, if if you want to try your luck, uh, absolutely. Uh, we, we, we invite you to try to do so. And, uh, you know, it's it's been uh, 
a little bit of a dry, a dry stretch. Well, it's been good for Chuck uh, because Chuck's been able to uh, eat pretty well at uh, at Arnett's Chop Shop. So uh, good for Chuck. It'd be nice if if Chuck and maybe you guys can kind of pass along the message. You know, uh, the producers would like to eat a nice meal as well. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I've always been taught that it's nice to be able to give uh, to people uh, to to show that you're appreciative of their work. So, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe we can uh, be able to uh, hopefully uh, have have a nice uh, steak dinner in the future. I don't know. It's we'll like see. the quarterbacks buying gifts for their offensive line. Absolutely, Ryan. Absolutely. You got that right. I mean, you know, you got <laughs> Dak Prescott years ago buying his offensive line ATVs. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm just asking for a mere <laughs> just for know, a steak. <laughs> yeah, just just a decent enough meal uh, every once in a while. Mr. Matthews, uh, who is so I know that. Recently, when I visited the station, someone was on a FaceTime call with the with the Diesel himself, Mr. Shaq O'Neal. Who mm-hmm. was that guy on the phone with Mr. O'Neal? So it was probably Rob Jenner's and also Brandon Harper's. So they do now uh, the uh, podcast with uh, Robert Ori uh, that is part of the uh, the podcast park. And I know that they also, along with John Kincaid, when John Kincaid was here, uh, used to do uh, the uh, the Shaquille O'Neal podcast, the Shaq podcast. So the Shaq uh, cast? yeah, yeah, I believe uh, I believe they call it the. Big Podcast. I think that was the name of it, the Big Podcast. Uh, because if you've ever seen Shaquille uh, in person, uh, he is massive. Uh, so the name definitely fit, uh, especially with uh, the host that uh, the show was centered around. Uh, but uh, yeah, that would probably it. Uh, probably be it because uh, Robert Ori and uh, Shaq had some pretty good, uh, pretty good times together when they played together with that Kobe Bryant guy uh, out in uh, out in L.A. Uh, back in the early 2000s. Parker, I got to so, tell a story. I, so oh, no, I grew wait. up in Orlando, and uh, when Shaq left Orlando for L.A., there was a billboard that was up in Orlando, and they took it down in pieces, and they had everybody or people in Orlando, if you wanted to, could come and write nice messages to Shaquille O'Neal, and they mailed the whole thing out to him in L.A. after he, he left us for the, the bright lights in uh in uh, Hollywood. Yeah. Shaq doesn't leave a lot of uh, enemies behind him. Uh, that's uh, that's a true testament to him. So uh, obviously even in the hurt of him no longer wearing a magic Jersey, I, 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 that's, that's a, that's a nice, uh, that, that was a nice gesture for sure. Um, can I ask about John Kincaid for a second? I know that one of the most pop, one of the popular sure. sports stations in um, Philadelphia is WIP. Mm-hmm. 94 yeah. or 94 whip as they call it which Hugh yeah. Douglas is at right now. You remember you remember Big Hugh from the mornings at 9 I do. Game? I do I do remember Hugh. He's a good guy. Is that is where's Kincaid at right now? What's the, is he still in Philly? So he is with the Fanatic which is uh, the newer of the two. I mean, you know, there's there's such a thing in uh radio called heritage stations like 6A the Fan is considered to be the heritage sports radio station of Atlanta because they were the first and uh, they've been here uh, the longest. And WIP in Philly, it's the same deal. And uh, that's where uh, I believe the Phillies are on and the Eagles are on up there. He's on the Fanatic, which is, I believe, the Flyers and the Sixers up there. But uh, but John, you know, is still a good friend. Um, he's somebody that uh, definitely still keep in contact with. I'll get a text every once in a while from him if I have something ridiculous on social media or vice versa or whatever. But um, no, he's uh, he's definitely somebody that we still uh, care very deeply about here and we miss him a lot. And, uh, you know, we're also really happy for him uh, there uh, in, in Philly. I mean, you know, it's it's a place that he loves very much. And 
um, you know, while uh, he really enjoyed his time here in Atlanta, I know that uh, he's been able to, uh, you know, uh, go back and and have some uh, nice reunions with people that uh, he's very close with up there. So uh, can I actually so back to Shaq for a moment? I know I I sorry I know I know this this is supposed to be this episode is supposed to be about you, but we've and we've I, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good about talking about myself so you're good buddy i mean if, if we want to talk about anybody else i i, I can do that uh for me uh but uh, you know it's it's your show I, I i just try to answer them as best i can so uh my great so as you know my grandfather is a, like my my mom's whole side of the family are big time auburn fans mm-hmm. like die hard and so i was i've been for so we go to all the auburn home games like home football games or as many as we can. And sure. one weekend and one of the one of the games, the basketball team was in town playing Texas Southern that Friday night. And I was looking through the game pro the roster section of the game program. And it just so and I saw a man by the name of Shakir O'Neal. And I'm like, no way this is Shaq's son. So so I'm like, so it j- so for uh, so fortunately for me, the t- the Texas Southern basketball team was staying at our ho- at the hotel that we were staying at. So I got to meet some of the players, and sure enough, it was Shaq's son. So, okay. so I want to give a shout out to Mr. Shakir O'Neal. And he even tried to call his dad right there yeah. from the hotel lobby to say hi to Parker. So unfortunately, oh. he didn't pick up. But okay, oh. next question here: How did you how did you get into broadcasting? Yeah. So, you know, I grew up playing baseball and uh, like uh, anybody that plays baseball, you hope that one day you can be able to find your way on a uh, 26, I guess now 26 man roster. Uh, But uh, like many, uh, that didn't happen. So I wanted to still find a way to still be in the game. And a way that I could still be in the game was broadcasting. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, got to give a shout out uh, if this gets back to him, uh, to our SID at Texas Lutheran, uh, Tim Clark. Uh, I had inquired about, you know, helping out and trying to, you know, j- just get as much experience as I could. And he was like, how would you like to call games? And I said, oh, wow. You know, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. And I guess I've got to try to get experience, you know, one way or another. So I was able to call games if I wasn't playing baseball anymore, uh, at least try to get that experience. And uh, then I also got an internship at, at the time. It was a sporting news radio affiliate in New Braunfels, Texas, which is right in between Austin and San Antonio. And uh, was able to uh, get that experience doing high school football, which, of course, high school football in the state of Texas, it's massive. Um, so, you know, just was able to gain that experience and just through internships, through experience, through word of mouth, Hey, you know, this state championship is looking for somebody to call baseball or to call whatever it might be. And I was able to just kind of put together a demo and then also to just through experiences, find out what necessarily I liked or what necessarily I didn't feel like I was as strong at. And also to find what I felt like I was I was pretty good at. And, you know, it was uh, just uh, a lot of, you know, I would say that a huge part of this business is right place, right time. But also, too, as well. I mean, you know, you just you have to have one person that likes you. Um, you know, I think a lot of people look at it as you've got to you know be able to have everybody like you. And, and it's nice. But. As long as one person who's in charge of hiring says, hey, I want you to be part of this, um, then, you know, you're, you're definitely able to uh, find your way. And I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. Speaking of, um, hold on. Oh, no. Uh, sp- speaking of, bro- of baseball, 
Ugh, that was an ugly, ugly game last night. Well, they'd won what? Nine in a row? Nine in a row, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's over the course of 162, you're going to have some of those. It's, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, I mean, they did exactly what they've done all season long. Um, They fell behind and then still found a way to be able to try to win the game and took it to extras. And, you know, unfortunately, Miles Straw uh, for uh, Cleveland had uh, different uh, designs on what he wanted to have happen at the plate with uh, Sam Hilliard. And then, of course, Cleveland came through with the hit. I mean, you know, they're still very much competitive in the Central, even though the Central is down this year. But, um, no, I mean, this is uh, kind of to the point right now where we're coming up on the All-Star break. So, you know, I think just put together as many wins as possible. I mean, you know, you sweep the the Marlins over the weekend, try to see if uh, Michael Soroka can be strong again tonight, and if he can. Uh, then uh, you get a uh, road series win, which uh, this time of the year, that's that's all you can ask for. Sweeps are sweeps are nice to get, but road series uh, or just uh, series wins in general uh, are uh, what you uh, absolutely want this time of the year. And I know they're going to try to uh, get that tonight. Start start a new streak, um, Parker. Ho- hopefully, that's what what they're able to do. Doesn't count as a series win if you've won if you've already won like if it's a, if it's a three game series and you've already won two of the games does it count as a series win or does it only count as a series win once the series is over? No, I mean like, you know what I'm uh, saying is could you say yeah. like, if you if you're playing a three game series and you've already and you've won two of the and you've won the first two could you say that you've won the series or could you only yeah. say that unless you've like until the game the last game is over? Yeah. So, you know, you hear uh, Kevin McAlpin all the time say that, um, you know, that the Braves clinched the series win. Uh, you know, they were able to to clinch the series. If it's, you know, like you said, a, a, a three game series, then, you know, if they had won last night, they would have clinched the series. And uh, today would have just been a chance for Cleveland to salvage the series. Now the Braves uh, going to try to, uh, you know, pick up a series win. And uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me of where they go next. Uh, don't tell anybody uh, that I don't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's that part of the season where, like I said, you know, you, you get to uh, the all-star break and it's a chance to be able to uh, hit pause, uh, regroup, and then uh, get back to it. Parker, hold so, on a second. Parker, wait a minute. I want to go back to your, your beginning in broadcasting. And mm-hmm. you mentioned the sports information director – uh, at Texas Lutheran, just you know, it said, "Hey, you want to call games? Had you called anything? Like, how how did you get ready for that? How did you, you know, develop the skill necessary to be calling these, you know, college games?" I would say that probably just watching and listening, uh, and just kind of you know gauging of who do I like. Like, I grew up in Houston, mm-hmm. and everybody knows who Milo Hamilton is. Braves fans know who Milo Hamilton is. He's the one who called. Uh, Hank Aaron's um, yeah. a record-breaking home run. So, you know, he's a broadcast Hall of Famer and was one of the best um, in in all of sports, uh, you know, but I feel like baseball more than any other, <clears throat> excuse me, baseball more than any other sport relies so heavily on the broadcaster themselves, um, you know, whether that's uh, radio or TV. And, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, they that, uh, you know, you've been able to, pick up some things from people, whether it's from the radio side or even the TV side. I mean, I, you know, I think that that's something that I really just tried to kind of keep in mind. And I haven't gone back to listen to any of my old tapes. I'm sure <laughs> if I did, I would probably just be like, wow, that's corny. That's cheesy. That's all of these different things, but I didn't know any better at the time, yeah. you know? So, um, no, it's, it's definitely, 
uh, it's definitely been a, uh, a cool thing for sure. Do you have any advice for me since I went to get into broadcasting? I would say, like I said, for me, man, is, you know, you've got to be able to be open to really anything uh, in in this industry. And, you know, I've got uh, my girlfriend's uh, cousin wants to get into it as well. And I, you know, I told him, I said, hey, look, pack your patience because Mm. it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, unfortunately, you know, for some, they get a chance to be able to do this for a living. Others, they run into a roadblock that they kind of just, you know, deem as, as being too much to, to kind of overcome. So I think that uh, persistence, which you have uh, a lot of, uh, Parker, which is a good <laughs> thing. It's a great thing to have. Um, it, it, persistence is, is definitely important. Um, and, and a drive, too, as well, which, you know, you absolutely have. And, and you love sports. And, and I know that uh, with, uh, with your grandpa, you, you, you love uh, watching games with him. And, and I know with your dad as well. Uh, you love being able to do that as well. So, you know, I, I would say that uh, both of those things uh, can definitely suit you well, man. Uh, what is your favorite part of your job? Wow, how long do you have? Um, I mean, I, I think that probably what it really comes back to is the relationships. I, I, I would say that the relationships are the number one thing. I mean, you know, you have to work with Hoyt every day. Um, you know, that's that's definitely a little bit of a bummer, but um, don't tell him I said that. Uh, but uh, yeah, there he is. Hey, Brian. Yeah, there you go. Parker says Parker says hi, Hoyt. Wait, is that, is that, is that Mr. Chuck Oliver talking in the background with Mr. Brian Hoyt? That's Chernoff. Chernoff. So we are right now recording with uh, Ben Ingram because Ben's a very busy man. So wait, um, do you think I can meet Mr. Ben Ingram? Uh, we'll we'll work that out down the road. Ben's uh, Ben's getting you, ready for the for the game tonight. Do Do you like my? Do you would you ask him if he has a little time once we're done? Because like t- so he can drop on. So like I would love to have him on the podcast. I I, I, I might be tough today, but uh, we'll we'll definitely try to get uh, you linked up with Parker, Ben we'll here. Pretty soon. But, but then again, you do know all these guys, so you could you could you could get them in a heartbeat, right? I mean, we'll, we'll see. You, you can always do the ask, right? That's uh, see yeah. again, again. That's 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 the persistence. You got it. I don't mean to be selfish, by the way. I'm not trying no. to. No, and no. I don't mean to. That's the persistence, man. And I don't mean. I don't wait. That, I, and I don't mean to be like rude with all the side questions, no, not related no. to you whatsoever, but related to some other things linked to you, but not close, but not directly related no no man. You're, you're good you're good no i mean it's it's the relationships i mean it's yeah. that's the number one thing is i mean you know we just saw what happened last week at espn and and it's a real bummer it's a sad reality of this industry and pretty much most industries now you know is that um you know while things can be good uh they can also be tough where um you know i've been at places where i've been on both sides of uh, having my job no longer there for me and then also, too, being one of the survivors that, you know, had somebody else lose their job. And, and it's tough to see, you know, because people have families. But I, I think that more than anything, it's the relationships first and the experiences. I mean, there, you know, there's times in this industry, I feel like that we can probably lose sight of just how cool this job mm. is. Right. I mean, last year, for example, you know, 2021, one of the coolest years ever of being able to see a World Series winner and be in a World Series celebration. And then a few short months later, be in frigid, cold Indianapolis, Indiana, 
to see Georgia break that 40 plus year streak of uh, not winning a national championship. So, you you know, there you go. There you go. I mean, you know, just last year. Yeah. There went all of his Auburn listeners. Yeah. I was going to say, I've lost the Auburn crowd and Tennessee and Florida and and a lot of others. The demoralization of my mother. Cause you would think that my, that being an Auburn fan, my, my grandparents, like my, my, my family heads out. Alabama more than they hate Georgia, but you know, being in, being Auburn fans in Georgia, they hate Georgia more than they yeah, hate that Alabama. Was, that was that was a tough one for Auburn fans and Tennessee fans, I guess as well. Of uh, who do we want to lose more, <laughs> kind right. of deal. I mean, that's that's really the way that those rivalries come down. It's kind of like you know Texas and OU playing each other, you know, and A and M just being like, all right, I don't really know who I want to lose more. So just hope for a uh, stadium collapse. Uh, I mean, maybe, Matthews, maybe, I guess. Mr. Matthews, do you do anything with the with the BR with the ABRN? So the yeah, Braves Radio Network. Yeah, what do you? Do? What's your position on the ABRN? So you'll hear um, Kevin sometimes mention me as being the guy that goes into the clubhouse and, and will get, uh, you know, snits, uh, get whoever the day's starting pitcher was. And then, you know, usually after games, we get whoever the starting pitcher was and then a star or two position player-wise or maybe, I don't know, like say, for example, let's use the 2021 NLCS and the way, you know, at the time, rules were a little bit different. They were bringing players to the podium. We were still kind of in the thrills of covid but I would have probably had to have guessed that, you know, we would have gotten Eddie Rosario that night. We would have gotten, I can't even remember who the starting pitcher was for the Braves. But then probably after Tyler Matzik came in in game six and got those three outs that he did, for sure, we would have had to talk to Tyler Matzik, you know, about, you know, what what do you think coming into that situation and being able to get those outs. So, you know, I, I think that it's important, um, you, you know, to to be able to, that's another part of the, the job you got to have is you got to pay attention to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not necessarily just a, hey, plug a microphone in and, and let them do the work. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of keeping an eye on, hey, you know, this guy made a great play. I need to ask him, you know, what led into that, you know, kind of deal. So I do that uh, for the Braves Radio Network. Uh, most of my on-air is uh, during college football season when, uh, as a matter of fact, me and Westy do the uh, college football uh, Saturday morning show that uh, is kind of a nice little pairing on the radio with uh, college game day. So that's always fun to be able to do. And as a matter of fact, already getting ready for the season. I've already, nice. I've already got already got my preview magazines, and uh, we are uh, latching down plans for uh, SEC and ACC Parker, uh, media days right Parker, now. Let me, let, me, let me ask one. I just want to know your professional opinion. I don't know if Parker shared with this. I'm a huge Florida State fan. My, my side of the family is Florida State. I'd love to hear what you think. I, I'm one to stay off the hype train. I don't like hype trains. I don't want to get on them. I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet, but it, a lot of people got them up there. What do you, what do you think? Going to be really good at receiver. Going to be really good at quarterback. I, I got to tell you, the last couple of years in Charlotte at ACC kickoff, I've gotten to talk with Jordan Travis, yeah. and as impressive a guy as you'll run into. I mean, even back when they brought both he and Mackenzie Milton to Charlotte for the event, yeah. you're thinking to yourself, all right, where does Jordan Travis fit into this? But, um, you know, he is somebody that kind of has willed this team into being a competitor again. And, yeah. you know, you've got to have guys like that if you're going to turn the culture of a program and Jordan Travis has been able to do that, you get Jared verse back. 
Keon Coleman as uh, an addition at receiver. That's pretty huge. That's huge. Um, you know, I think that the good news is as well is the ACC is a little down. I mean, you know, Clemson has not been what they've been the, the past couple of years. Um, everybody's been waiting on Miami to kind of take that next step, and they just haven't done it. Um, I guess right now that kind of leaves like who Pitt and Wake Forest. I mean, I feel like if you're Florida State, <laughs> you got to be able to overcome those teams and, yeah. and and be able to win. And I know that North Carolina's had uh, some decent success with Mac Brown going back, and then uh, NC State Dave Doran. Uh, they may be able to have some good seasons, but uh, I'm a big believer in Mike Norvell. And as a matter of yeah. fact, uh, was at the uh, Florida State event uh, here about a couple of months ago. Uh, when he was over at the uh, Fox Theater, yeah. and uh, you know, was uh, was with the uh, Battles End Collective, I believe, and and uh, the uh, the Seminole Boosters uh, there as well, and uh, he's somebody that um, I think it's been pretty impressive what he was able to do there in in building up Florida State. So uh, that first game, I think, is going to be just like yeah. last year. I, yeah. I think that it's going to be. That's Huge right. <laughs> for both LSU and for Florida yeah. or Florida State. Wow, Flo- Freudian Ooh. slip there. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now have to cut this interview short now, I guess. Uh, but uh, for FSU as well, so you're safe when you just say FSU. Uh, but you know, if Florida State's able to win that, then the ACC is very much in play, even though it's a non-conference game. Yeah. And we've seen it in the past that these huge non-conference games at the beginning of the season. It's either a springboard or it's a huge mountain to overclimb after if you don't win. Uh, because as we all know, even in uh, the uh, college football playoff era, one loss is about as much as you're willing to concede. Um, yeah. LSU last year, just with the you know kind of run they went on uh, before uh, going into that A&M game, there were people who wondered, well, if they win this game and they win next week against Georgia – can you really even with two losses keep them out of the college football playoff? But luckily, the committee didn't have to answer that question. So uh, we'll we'll see what they've got this year. But uh, I definitely uh, am, am a huge believer in the team that uh, Mike Norvell has been able to build. Awesome. Thank you for that. Sorry, Parker. In one of our ahead. previous visits to 680, I found that you had some old roster, some media, some roster cards. Is it true that the media gets different roster cards than the ones that come in the programs that the fans get? Yeah, I mean, it's more or less it's it's perspective, or uh, I, I guess uh, it's an educated guess, I, I guess, um, because coaches don't want to give any type of information, really. So a lot of times, just like I was shouting out our SID earlier at these schools, they have SIDs plural, who will go to the uh, the coaches and, and their immediate staff and ask about. Uh, you know, hey, do you have a two deep? And and a lot of time it's it's or 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 maybe or whatever it is. Or in the case of Jim Harbaugh, you don't even get a depth chart. Uh, but I mean, it's it's more or less it's kind of just an aid of hey, here's our two deep. But more often than not, it's the broadcasters that will get kind of that in depth because they'll also have production meetings with the coaches. And the coaches kind of feel like, all right, well, you know, they're partners with the ACC or the SEC. You know, they spend a lot of money, so we want to be able to make sure that our product is is represented as best as possible. And you'll see some surprises every once in a while, but more often than not, it's helpful if you cover the team on a daily basis because even though you have a depth chart, it doesn't necessarily mean that Kirby Smart, just because he has on the page, hey, this guy is the second, you know, uh, inside linebacker, but they're playing somebody else. It's it's more or less as kind of a guessing game, I guess. Hmm. Number one, what is number one on your bucket list of sporting events? 
Oh, the Masters. Hands down, the Masters. Absolutely. Now, I mean, that is something that, you know, as a patron, I'd like to go, but the the Masters is definitely on, on that list. I mean, just to be able to walk the grounds, be able to go to the media center, be able to eat as many pimento cheese sandwiches <laughs> as possible, uh, and then probably to spend way too much on Masters merchandise that I probably don't need, and then my girlfriend – uh, would uh, probably uh, give me a lot of crap for uh, buying and saying more T-shirts, more hats. That's that's what we need. Um, but yeah, w- without a shadow of a doubt, because like I said, I mean, you know, it would be cool to cover a Super Bowl. I've done a Super Bowl week. That was fun. Um, the college football playoffs, amazing. Final Four, same deal. Uh, but the Masters definitely, I-, I think, is is absolutely on that list. I, you know, funny enough. Of all the people in this industry that I'm envious of, like whenever they play at Eastlake for the uh, tour championship, uh-huh. I see the golf riders and I'm like, you've got the coolest job. <laughs> like you get to go yeah. to some of the greatest resort places and these great courses. And, and they're able to, because of golf's relaxed nature, to have a pretty good one-on-one rapport with players and, and their caddies and their coaches and, and their equipment people. And, and it's just, I, I think it's so cool. You know, I mean, it's not to say that I don't love what I do. I absolutely love it. But uh, if I could make uh, a good living uh, covering golf, I, I would absolutely jump at the opportunity. That's it's so it's so cool to watch. That's right. Um. So I know that the ro- the rosters that I that that. Uh, the, the rosters that I, that I found from the station were from the University of Georgia. Does Georgia Tech do the same thing with the roster handouts for the media? Yes. Yeah, so, so the schools do give you um, game notes, uh, which, uh, as you hear Ben Ingram in the background uh, with, uh, with Matt right now, um, they'll give you game notes, which uh, they do it in the pros as well. And they'll give you that, that, um, that too deep uh, depth chart, the flip card. Uh, that you can look at and kind of, you know, be as best a roadmap as possible. Uh, And, you know, a lot of schools now are going away from traditional programs, so you don't have those as much anymore. And there was always at the end of the season um, a a nice little industrial-sized trash bag that I would have of uh, when they used to do these massive, um, you know, media guides and everything that they would give you that I would say, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely going to use this. And, and you know, I think that schools kind of caught on and said, all right, we don't need to do the phone book media guides anymore. Uh, let's let's now make it digital. We'll, we'll give you a link. You can go to an online portal and you can find it that way. I guess if you want to print anything out, you can do that. Uh, but uh, it's definitely a lot more nice uh, that way because the funny thing is my very first SEC media days was uh, 2013, Hoover, Alabama. And that was back when they would still give you a full box of all 14 school media guides. So you had no choice but to then go to uh, the bell desk and be like, hey, can I get one of those carts? Because, I mean, unless, you know, you lifted a lot of weights or, you know, you were a workout warrior. I mean, you're probably lifting about 50 pounds of, of, of freaking media guides, you know, trying to find your way to your room. And then when you leave... Uh, that along with your luggage, trying to trying to hit the road, you know, uh, tough enough. But um, no, it's it's definitely a new age, and um, you know, it's it's definitely. I, I do keep a lot of keepsakes. Like I do have national championship programs. I, I got um, uh, the Braves uh, World Series program. I've got that, uh, and I keep telling myself, along with keeping credentials, oh, one day I'll put this together, a nice little thing. And my girlfriend is always saying. 
when's that day going to come? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's it's just it's one of those projects that I have in my mind as uh, one that I definitely uh, want to uh, be able to do here in the near future. Credentials are like the the thingies with the lanyard and the card, right? That's the exactly whole thing what is they called are. The, the whole, is that only what could is that the only thing credentials are called? Is that like the only thing that is called a credential, or is it just anything like that? Well, it's just it's a way to be able to identify you. I mean, you want to make sure that you don't have that one Super Bowl where uh, that uh, weirdo got up on the podium and and was able to use a credential from like some music festival or something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a way for them to be able to identify you and to also to, um, you know, realize that you are supposed to be there. And I, you know, I just use my bag for traveling, so I don't know if I have one, uh, but, uh, maybe, uh, I, I can send you uh, one or two to, you know, for, for you to, to see, uh, or next yeah. time you're here, I'll, I'll give them to you. But a lot of times too, uh, they have, uh, codes on them as well. Um, because, you know, one of the things they try to tell you as well on social media is don't ever have your credential visible. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, it'd be kind of tough for somebody to be able to counterfeit it, but you know, that's uh, something that they do worry about, uh, with, uh, you know, whenever you have your uh, credential on, you know, somebody that could uh, try to impersonate you to try to get in because, you know, these are, these are, uh, highly restrictive areas, you know, just because, of uh, the amount of people that are there, but also too, I mean, you know, just um, uh, different uh, areas of uh, stadiums that uh, they want uh, only certain amount of people to be in and not uh, a ton of people to be there. And that's what those credentials allow for you to be able to do. I think that speaks to what you're saying before, like how cool of a job you have to remember how cool this is. Like you go to things that a limited number of people are allowed to have access to. Uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely something that, you know, y- you try to kind of keep that perspective. Absolutely. Of, you know, man, like I'm I'm at like, you know, Georgia, Ohio State last year. I mean, the amount of people in this state that would have switched spots with me in a second uh, for that. <laughs> it's it's definitely important to uh, be able to keep that perspective for sure. Uh, So, Mr. Matthews. You might not know this about me, but I'm a big time collector. And it just so happens that two of those things I collect are programs slash media guides and media and credentials. So if you're looking for some, so if you want to get all the, you said you had a bunch of. Oh, you're my guy. Media guides (laughs) and programs that you don't use. I'm your man. Yeah, you're, you're my guy. Definitely. I will, as a matter of fact, I mean, you know, just whenever um going Here, through I'll, and if and if i find some my mom next- send you oh go ahead sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry I- dude dude you're good you're good you're good uh so next time you come in i'll i'll have some for you cool so on the so here's our last question on this podcast we are all sports fanatics so the last question we ask as a fan what do you think is the all-time greatest moment in sports my all-time greatest moment in your in your in your honest opinion what do you think is the greatest moment in all of sports like oh, maybe wow I maybe mean, the um the may, maybe uh i don't know oh man on the spot may, maybe here. lsu's fake field goal that one year right yeah yeah Not, i mean there's 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 so many i mean you know obviously it's kind of um a lot of people react differently whenever i say this but i'm a huge astros fan and that's that was my first love was <laughs> Astros baseball. So I guess seeing them win the World Series finally was uh, pretty awesome. Um, you know, LSU national championships. I mean, I was, you know, along for the ride in 2019 with Joe Burrow. That was pretty awesome. But um, I would say kind of getting back to the golf example is Tiger's win in 2019. 
his, his win at the Masters in 2019. I mean, you know, it's just everything that people had ever wondered. Is he physically still there? Is he, you know, also, does he still have that drive to be able to win? And I think that it was, if nothing else, it was kind of a next version of Tiger um, in terms of, uh, you know, the player because the players weren't afraid of him anymore. And he wasn't, you know, the same guy that he was when he was winning however many majors in a row and well on his way to breaking Jack's record. So that's the one that at least top of mind sticks out to me as I just remember being glued to the TV and then having to go to my Apple TV uh, to watch it on the uh, the Masters app because remember they moved the roundup that day because there was right. such bad weather coming weather. through the area. And, um, you know, just being able to watch Tiger be able to finish it off and win. And I just remember thinking to myself, you know, it's kind of like, don't don't get your hopes up because <laughs> he, he's going to, you know, somebody just because of how good these guys are, somebody's going to catch him. And, you know, if he has to go to a playoff, can he win that playoff? Yeah. And I just remembered him going on to 18 thinking, wow, this is awesome. He's going to win this. And, you know, I'll always remember that final putt and 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 Jim Nance's call, the return the glory, you know, I mean, just as as only Jim Nance could do. And then, you know, just being such the the professional that he is as a broadcaster and being able to, uh, you know, kind of lay out and let and let the, the patrons in the gallery be able mm. to, you know, kind of fill in, and tell the rest of the story. That's that's one that I remember a lot. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Matthews. All right, Fanatics, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Fan and Fanatic. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for all of your support. Don't forget to follow or subscribe, or whatever your podcast app says to do. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. For my broadcast partner, Ryan Grilecki, this is Parker Grilecki saying, Game, Set, Match! <laughs>